Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. There's a lovely story of a student who asks his rabbi, Teacher, why does Torah tell us to place these words, God's word, scripture, on our hearts? Why does it not tell us to place them in our hearts? And the rabbi answered, Because as we are, our hearts are closed, and we cannot place these holy words inside our hearts. So we study them to place them on top of our hearts. And then one day, when our heart breaks open, the words fall in. The story of Martin Luther is a story of a man whose heart broke open and the word fell in. Luther grew up in the late 1400s in Germany in the Roman Catholic Church of his time, which was the only Christian church in the West at the time. If you weren't a Catholic, you weren't a Christian, there were no other options. And the prevalent teaching in the church at that time was that you had to earn God's grace by doing your very best. Essentially, make yourself Righteous, right with God, justified through your words and your actions. Work your way up to God. Deserve your salvation by your own good works. In other words, yes, Jesus is our Savior, but we need to do our part. This is works righteousness, as we Lutherans call it. Described by the Apostle Paul in our reading today from Romans 3 as seeking to justify ourselves by deeds prescribed by the law. Convincing ourselves that we're acceptably high up on the moral ladder and so we'll be okay. I've had more than a few people tell me, well, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. (laughs) Some of you are smiling. If you've had that thought yourself, let me reassure you. You are going to heaven, not because you are a good person, but because of what God in Christ has done for you and for us all. Our goodness, and we should seek to be good, is only ever a response to God's grace, not a means of achieving it. Works righteousness is trying to work our way up to God. And this creates an image of God as distant, uncaring, judgmental, an angry God eager to punish sinners, a God to be feared rather than trusted. I picture the Far Side cartoon with humanity on the computer screen and God's hand hovering over the smite button. That's how Luther felt about God as a young man. 
even as he joined a monastery, even as he became an ordained priest, even as he taught theology at Wittenberg University, he suffered from what he called a terrified conscience. Luther was deeply aware of his own sinful nature, his own faults and failures, his own unworthiness. And so he was deeply aware that he could not work his own way up to God, couldn't make himself right with God, couldn't earn God's grace no matter how hard he tried. And he tried. The teaching of the church of his time left Luther to anxiously wonder, well, how could you know when you'd done your very best? And so how could you know that you'd earn God's grace, that you'd worked your way up, that you had been set free from your sins. And so how could you know that you were saved? If our salvation depends on us, it is uncertain at best. And so Luther would spend hours and hours and hours confessing to his friend and mentor, Johann von Staupitz, who for his part, said Luther never confessed anything very interesting <laughs> and who tried to move his anxious young friend away from fixating on his own sin and guilt and unworthiness and embracing God's mercy and grace and unconditional love. I feel for Luther. I realized as I was preparing this sermon the part of my Bible memory work as a Sunday school student in the Pentecostal church in which I grew up was Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Which is true. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And there was quite the focus on our sin in that church at that time. At least it felt that way to me. But I realized what was not part of my Bible memory work in that context was Romans 3.24, the gospel truth that follows Romans 3.23. They are therefore justified by grace as a gift through the redemption of Christ Jesus. Romans 3.23 without Romans 3.24 is not good news. Luther realized this when he was in his early 30s teaching at Wittenberg. Luther had what has become known as his tower experience. He was studying the word of God. He was, as he puts it, pounding away on the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans 1, 16 through 17, the righteous will live by faith. And he realized we are saved by grace through faith, not works. It is a gift. Life now and forever is gift. Salvation is not what we do. Salvation is what God in Christ has already done for us. We don't earn God's grace because we already have God's grace. We don't work our way up to God. God always comes down to us and meets us where we are in great and unfailing love. Luther's heart broke open and the word fell in.
Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, is the God of all creation who loves us so much he joined with us in our humanity, lived a life of grace and truth, showed us and taught us how to love, suffered and died on the cross, and on the third day rose again to life, taking our sin and suffering and death as his own and giving us his forgiveness, salvation, and life eternal. What Martin Luther calls the joyous exchange. Christ is with us and for us always. And one day, he will come again and make all things new. As the prophet Jeremiah declares in our reading from Jeremiah 31, one day all hearts will break open to the word of God. All people will know the Lord. All people will experience God's forgiveness and be set free. In Christ, by the power of the ever-present Holy Spirit, Luther experienced God who is present and invested and caring, a compassionate God who is eager to forgive sinners, a God we can trust with our whole being, a God who is, as Psalm 46 declares, the psalm that inspired Martin Luther in writing the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble, and so we need not be afraid. Even as we go through the most uncertain and chaotic and challenging and painful and heartbreaking circumstances as we live in this broken world, God is with us now and forever. I've shared that my freshman year at Westmont College in Santa Barbara was tough. I was socially awkward around my peers. I was emotionally unprepared for life on my own, even though I was still in only an hour from home. And I was not ready for the challenges presented by an academic examination of theology. I hit the concept of predestination like a brick wall and became, became very uncertain of my own salvation. If you're not familiar with that concept, I won't go into it here, but I will share that it's not one that we Lutherans hold. I never stopped loving God, but I became uncertain of God's love for me. I know what it's like to experience a terrified conscience. And then one day, early in my sophomore year at Westmont College, I was hiking through the mountains of Montecito, and my heart broke open, and the word fell in. In a moment of sheer grace, I just knew God loves me. God will take care of me. It will be okay. That gospel truth that, of all the things I say, maybe gets quoted back to me the most Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. I felt then as I feel now, the Spirit of God in Christ my Lord. Grace changed and is changing my life. Grace changed the life 
of Martin Luther, who went on to change the world. Martin Luther dedicated his life to proclaiming the good news that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ. Life now and forever is gift. Jesus Christ sets us free. Luther posted his 95 theses, or points for academic debate, on the castle church door on October 31st, 1517, an act that sparked the Reformation we celebrate today, and that's why we celebrate Reformation Sunday on this Sunday. Luther very courageously risked his life standing up to the church authorities who demanded he recant his proclamation of the gospel, famously saying, here I stand, I can do no other, God help me. Luther translated the Bible from Latin into German, making it much more widely accessible to the people. Luther wrote the large and small catechisms, to help Lutheran Christians in their understanding and practice of the faith. And we actually have copies of the small catechism in the narthex. They're available online. They're available as an app from Concordia Publishing. So if you're not familiar with Lutheranism or want to know more, it's a great place to start. Luther worked with his friend and colleague Philip Melanchthon to publish the Augsburg Confession, which continues to be a primary confession of the Lutheran Church to this day. I studied it extensively in seminary. Luther met with other reformers like Calvin and Swingley at the Marburg Colloquy as they sought to discern their understanding and practice of communion, where Luther insisted that the bread and wine of communion remain bread and wine. God makes and uses material as a means of grace and Christ is truly present in them because he said he would be. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. As Luther once said to Swingley, God is as present in your cabbage soup as in the sacrament. The difference is God is hidden in the soup and revealed in the sacrament. And Luther wrote, The Freedom of a Christian, an essay in which he affirms the gospel truth declared by Jesus himself in our reading from John 8. If Jesus Christ sets you free, you are free indeed. Christ frees us from sin and death and anxious worries about our own salvation and self-centered attempts to make ourselves righteous. Christ frees us for love and life and serving God and each other and being truly righteous. With faith in God's grace, we are set free to do God's healing work in this broken world. As Luther wrote, God does not need our good works nor our wealth, but our neighbor does. And so I invite you on this Reformation Sunday to take a moment to consider 
What is keeping you from embracing your freedom in Jesus Christ? Sin, self-righteousness, worries that you're not good enough for God, whatever it may be, I invite you in this moment to give it to God, to ask him for help, to find strength in him, to rest in his grace. It all rests in grace. Grace changed Martin Luther's life. And his proclamation of the gospel continues to speak to us today, 500 years later. And we here at St. John's Lutheran Church have been given this wondrous legacy. May our hearts continue to break open to God's holy word. May we continue to be reformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our church and in our world. May we share with all the people we know the truly good news. We are saved by grace through faith, not works. Life now and forever is gift. Jesus Christ has set us free and we are free indeed. Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.